So a lot of times when people are coming into me and, and asking, like, hey, how do I recover more? I, that's kind of one of the first things I ask. Well, let's just, how much water do you drink? And it's so hard for them to believe that just drinking enough water can completely change how they're recovering. Oh, heck yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Be Better Mindset Podcast. I got Coach Corey back with me. He What's just got up, back guys? in town, so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. It was an interesting weekend. What's it? Fire, like all the, the fires in uh, California. Oh, wow. Dude, ash for days in Bakersfield. And you remember how the sun that. was blood red when we did the. Um, the Ronald McDonald House workout. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, we couldn't even see the sun. That's how dark it was. Yeah, it was so, like, it, everything was orange. Wow. I walked out, like, yeah, I walked out of, out, out of the, my mom's guest room, and I looked at my, did you guys put tint on the windows? And they're like, yeah. no. <laughs> well, that's that's the weather update over at Bakersfield, boys. <laughs> You're welcome. So, I know that Bakersfield is a, a, a hotspot destination. Exactly. So, anyways, guys. Today's topic is actually going to be closer to our specialty, which is all about fitness today. Mm -hmm. So we're excited about this because one of our members are going through this right now, which is all about recovery. And it's a it's an undervalued segment in fitness, but I think it's it's a low hanging fruit. We want to give you guys what we've used over the course of our 10 years doing CrossFit and uh, 15 years for me and. Uh, about bill, four for me. Four for you. So yeah. I was gonna say a billion years. I'm not that old. Damn. Dude, I don't know. I don't know, dog. You're wise though. No. With those nuggets. Occasionally. Right. So guys, the key points of recovery. That's gonna be the big topic today. We have seven. I think we could have done more, but we didn't want to overwhelm you guys. But these seven are really gonna be low hanging fruit that that you guys will will know for sure. That's sweet outside. Yes, yeah, Sweeto's back. Sweeto's back, boys. Anyways, so let's go. Let's go right into it. I think uh, one of the very, very low-hanging fruit that we always see when we do a huge nutrition panel for someone, they're like, "All right, how do I eat?" And then we ask them all of these questions, and then the first question is like, "How much water do you drink?" <laughs> and a lot of times they're like, "Oh God, I don't drink any water. Does coffee count?" Right. No, absolutely not. As as much as I do love coffee, and again, like I have a coffee cup tattooed on me. That's how much I love coffee. Mm -hmm. Caffeine dehydrates you. Right. Like it's not this, not nowhere near the same as getting good water in you. Absolutely. So, guys, first recovery nugget is drink enough water. If you guys don't know how much water, we recommend at least a hundred ounces. Mm -hmm. But if you're working out regularly, I highly recommend that you drink about a gallon a day. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of benefits to this. Mm -hmm. right, one of the benefits to this is your body's made up of 70% water. Mm -hmm. How do you expect it to work when you're not consuming any water? Exactly. Right? What moves all of the nutrients essential for recovery, essential for, geez, just for basic metabolic processes is that water. Mm -hmm. And if it's not there, like, how am I going to be able to transfer all of the nutrients to create all this change? Mm -hmm. Agreed, 100%. The answer is none, right? So a lot of times when people are coming into me and, and asking, like, hey, how do I recover more? I, that's kind of one of the first things I ask. Well, let's just, how much water do you drink? 
And it's so hard for them to believe that just drinking enough water can completely change how they're recovering. Oh, heck yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, having, like, when you tell them a gallon, mm-hmm. that's, that's intimidating. Right? It is. So, um, actually, one of the things that I saw, uh, Nastasha has it, mm-hmm. which I, I've always thought was a really cool idea, is she's got that, that one gallon jug. Oh, and, God, yeah. you know, and it's um, it's labeled with times of the day. And it has like words. Yeah, right. And you know that it, like some people would think that was silly, but then somebody knows like, oh, I'm not trying to down this all in like gigantic sittings. So it's like every hour I'm basically just gonna drink one big cup of water. Yeah. Then it doesn't seem so intimidating because yeah. it's it's like a micro task, not a macro task. It is. I do it differently. I just chug. But <laughs> I try to get at least half of it, maybe more than half by before 12. Otherwise, I'm, I'm in the restroom for the rest of the night. <laughs> right. So, um, guys, there's a ton of benefits. I mean, it's not just the recovery benefit to it. You're flushing a lot of toxins. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have that component to it. If you have a lot of toxins in your body, you're just constantly flushing that. Number two, it is a huge weight loss like benefit Mm -hmm. a lot of times when people eat they think they're hungry and a lot of times they're just thirsty Mm -hmm. so body will play tricks on you yeah dehydration masks itself as hunger exactly so when so when we start to implement this as a regular cadence in people's nutrition they start to realize that they don't need to eat seven times in one day they have regular body like just hunger like mm-hmm. three times a day two times a day it's like some people are like dude i'm not even really that hungry mm-hmm. i'm only eating twice a day you know i was like that's because you were you were masking hunger as dehydration mm-hmm. right um so kind of a cool trick that i was actually taught pretty early on when it comes to hunger is if you think you're hungry Go drink like a, a, a warm drink, mm-hmm. right? Some some tea, freaking some lukewarm water, yeah. you know, like black coffee or something like that, right? Wait 30 minutes. Yeah. If you're still hungry, then yes, the hunger is real. Go, by all means, go eat something. Eat right. something nutritious yeah. and go grab a Snickers or something like that. But that's an easy way to tell if you're just dehydrated or if you're actually hungry. It's 100%, dude. There's too much... We, we actually could have done a whole episode about water. Oh, heck yeah. But um, yeah, the recovery component to it is huge. Also, I mean, the performance component is huge as well. Mm-hmm. When you're actually hydrated, the body will start to sweat because it's just moving everything to the places it needs to move. Mm-hmm. Right? So your performance is now like at this, at this optimal level and your body is changing at an optimal rate body a lot of times will stop itself when it's dehydrated via cramp mm-hmm. right or just or just shutting down absolutely right so low-hanging fruit guys drink water mm-hmm. you know if you're not drinking anything start at 50 ounces if you're drinking 50 ounces go to 75 if you're at 75 go to 100 and if you're at 100 go to a gallon mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean i'm only going to drink a gallon of water once a week this is a daily thing mm-hmm. You got to get to a point where your body is saturated, is fully hydrated, so you can do everything your body needs to do. Absolutely. I mean, probably a really good example of proper hydration was, you know, uh, the last moving company that I was with. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Bakersfield gets just as hot as Vegas, 110 degrees, stuff like that. Right. Everybody loved to make fun of my gigantic uh, two-gallon you know, igloo thing that I would bring yep. every day. I fill half of it up with ice, half of it up with water, and I would dump you know, some pink salt and electrolytes in there. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you doing? That's stupid, blah, blah, blah. But come lunchtime, they're all downing sodas and they're dying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was the one that was still moving. Like, yeah. you know, like, because I was good. I had my, pro- like, I had my hydration on point. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't tired. I didn't feel like I was about to pass out, you know? Yep. It makes a difference. If you don't believe us, try it for 21 days. Oh, yeah. And then see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, number two, having a sleep ritual. You know, I think we, we look at this event in our at our night thinking that it's not that important or it's easy to do it's almost i think it's it's just as difficult as getting into an actual workout like warming up to a workout mm-hmm. people should have a routine to go to sleep right and that routine is so important to be able to shut the body down because a lot of times especially in the technology that we have we have so many stimulants we have the tv you have the phone you have coffee have caffeine 100% and that's the TV and the phone that Mm -hmm. is a massive massive problem you know because that blue light and stuff it keeps your brain waves active so you're going to have a harder time going to sleep and probably three or four years ago now I kind of started establishing my routine or you know my ritual yeah. 6.30 phone goes off it's on do not disturb yeah like the only people that can call through my do not disturb are you Tara and my family I made it is if there's an emergency otherwise don't bother me right why because I've got my nose in a book right you know? like for at least an hour I'm yeah. just, it doesn't even matter what I'm reading. It could just be some a stupid article that I thought was mm-hmm. you know interesting, or whatever geeky novel I'm into, or you know whatever like self help book or philosophy or something like that. That puts your brain waves into a state that's much more conducive to sleep. Exactly. You know, yeah. and then as soon as I'm done with that, cool, go take my shower, stuff like that. Like relax for a little while. If I've got tea, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And usually right about then, I'm like. I'm struggling to keep my eyes open, but you know, then I'll do my meditation for 20 minutes and then I'm you're done. out. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge component. I see a lot of athletes in general will have the TV on while they're sleeping, right? What people don't realize, there's a state called the theta state when people are sleeping where they're absorbing everything unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, the stuff that they have on there is not really conducive for sleep, it could mm-hmm. be the news. It could be the CSI, mm-hmm. right? And you think you're not paying attention, but your brain is. 100%. Right? So when you're going into that sleep, you're going into that sleep trying to solve a CSI problem mm-hmm. or trying to solve a news problem, and then you're waking up early. You're waking up not even refreshed, mm-hmm. right? So there's that component. The brain is set to a way it's going to solve whatever issue it has at the very forefront, mm-hmm. right? And also the light, like you were saying, dude, when you have that much light, your body can't produce the level of melatonin it needs to be able to get to that deep level of sleep. Mm-hmm. And, and there's different levels of sleep. The highest level of sleep requires almost pitch black, mm-hmm. right? That's that why like... Actually, a point I was going to bring up is um, 
no, I, I actually heard this on a uh, Rogan podcast years ago. Um, actually, the darker the room and the colder the room, the more conducive it is to sleep. 100%. You know, so I've got blackout curtains up, TV goes off, like my phone, I turn the freaking, the, uh, you know, the screen all the way down so yeah. it's as dark as possible. You could put that in sleep mode. Mm-hmm. It, it, na- it naturally brings it all the way down. Oh, heck yeah. So... Guys, so that's just the the external effect component, right? Mm-hmm. Just turning the lights down, p- turning the temperature down. Mm-hmm. What I tend to do is I set an intention at the very end of the night that I feel accomplished, mm-hmm. that I feel secure. So I journal. I journal every achievement that I've done for the for the day, and it makes my body and my mind feel like I accomplished something. And when you feel accomplished, what naturally starts to trigger is you're just like, I'm good. I did everything I need to do. Now it's time to shut off. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people will be like, what else did I need to do? What do I need to do tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What do I need? Why didn't I not get done today? Right? What was bothering me today? Who was bothered? And they have no method to unpack. Like if you have that level of activity in your brain, I highly suggest that you start to write these things down via journal. If you're not a big journal, just find a piece of paper, start drawing something. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of those thoughts should be dumped. They should be unpacked because it's sitting in your brain. And your brain, like I said, it's so powerful. It's going to keep you up. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's and again, you're not going to get the highest level of sleep when you're doing it that way. 100%. Right? So that's at least my way. Sometimes I'll do a way where, where I'm grateful of things. And when you're sleeping with gratitude, it knocks you out. Oh, heck yeah. You right. know, or you can always just go like the you know quote unquote word vomit you know mm-hmm. way. Just grab a piece of paper and write down every little thing. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is, how if it makes any sense whatsoever, you're still emptying your brain out. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I guess another probably another um, helpful tip I was taught years ago: no music whatsoever. People think that oh, music calms me. Da 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 yeah. da. No, actually, music it, it's the same as, as uh, leaving your TV on. It yep. keeps your brainwaves semi-active, especially yeah. if there's any type of lyrics or anything like that. If you yeah. absolutely have to have some sort of noise, you have to go the white noise route, and right. that's super easy to find. You can just turn on your ceiling fan or whatever box fan you have, or just go search sleep white noise. Mm-hmm. They're freaking out like nine and ten hour long playlists of nothing but rain sounds. Yeah, that's that's the best. I always sleep the best when it's like thunderstorms. Oh God, heck yeah! That's that's how I get knocked out for sure. I love it, dude. I, I right. look forward. That's what partially why I like Vegas because we actually get rain here and mm-hmm. thunder and stuff like that, dude. When it's my window is wide open on those nights, and I'm just yeah, dude. You have never seen me happier than on those nights. I'm just <sighs> yeah, dude. You just knocked out. Heck yeah. Yeah. So guys, that was two. Shoot, we have seven. That's all right. Oh my God. Okay, so number three, guys, is is a recovery thing, and it's cooling down appropriately. Mm-hmm. Now, when your body starts to work out, you're you're in tense mode, right? Your muscles are contracted at its apex point, and it's just ready to fight. What you need to do is actually relax it, get it to a state where you're not fighting. So, cooling down is a, such a avoided process when people are working out Mm -hmm. just walk relax breathe get your heart rate back down to how it started Mm -hmm. will stimulate the recovery process faster 
right? If you're just leaving after the after the workout at the mm-hmm. highest level, you're just gonna you're you're just gonna be amped up. Absolutely. Right. You should be you should have the ability to amp yourself up so you're getting the maximum potential of just productivity, but you should also be able to relax your muscle at a state where it can actually recover. Hundred percent. Right. So that's another major one that people just avoid. Yeah. They just leave. Because it's not intense, you know, it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. Nobody wants to, you know, nobody walks, what's your recovery routine? I, yeah. I go for a walk and I stretch for 20 minutes. You know? Yeah. Nobody wants to hear about that, but it's absolutely necessary. You talk to any of the greats, no matter what, yeah. you know, discipline of fitness they do, you ask them, hey, what's your cool down or what's your recovery routine? Yeah. They're going to give you a, an extensive list. Right. You know, like look at when, you know, when Frazier was in here stuff he was talking about like dude he recovers like nobody's business you yeah. know and he his wife like, yeah his wife went so far as to get you know all of her stuff for recovery and stuff and she it, she makes him do his recovery 100% you know? and that's why he's able to perform at the level he does mm-hmm. yeah so that's a that's a big one guys now the other one number four here guys is going to be deload days mm-hmm. right days now, if you're if you're working out regularly, three, four, five, six days, maybe even seven days a week, chances are there's going to be days where you don't feel the best, mm-hmm. right? The days where you're just like the the joints are aching, the muscles are aching, and these are great opportunity days for you to just deload. And what that means is just sweat, mm-hmm. right? Take whatever load you're used to and reduce it by half, right? Sometimes just getting the body to circulate at a really really low weight will allow you to recover so much more faster right a lot of people will come in really hard five days out of the week and they would turn into a couch potato on saturday and then they're still wrecked on monday because they just stop moving so what what essentially you're doing is you're working out really hard and then you're letting that lactic acid sit or all the toxins sit right metabolic waste that your body created from just working out so much and you just sit there of course it's not going to do anything that well you can increase your recovery rate just by moving and you don't even have to work out a lot of my my extra workouts are walking mm-hmm. right yeah. so it's like it's again it's not it's not that fun to watch however like it allows you to have those moments where you are fun to watch heck yeah they're like oh god he's so fit mm-hmm. it's like because i was doing all this recovery 100 percent, right yeah, so you can't go hard all the time you're just gonna break yourself down dude yeah it's it's so it's such a big one so i want to go ahead and kind of jump on to number five and then number six but this the number five guys is just getting enough protein Right? When you guys are in, in, in this mode of constantly strength and conditioning, you're breaking down proteins. You're actually, like, here's, here's the truth. When you're actually working out in here, you're doing micro tears on your muscles. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. And what replenishes that a lot of times is the amount of protein you consume. Mm-hmm. Okay? Via food, obviously, if you can. And, uh, but you, you need that to repair. If you don't have enough protein into the system, your body's just gonna naturally use its own protein to create that energy. So you're just breaking down. Now, a big component, this is, happens to a lot of the female athletes that I get to see, is their, their lack of protein intake. Mm-hmm. 
and then they're like oh Royce I'm not losing the weight I'm, I'm, I'm not breaking this plateau and we look at their protein they eat like one chicken breast for the day mm-hmm. I'm like oh my god yeah it's I think when it comes to females especially it's because the, you know just because of that stereotype I don't want to get too big I want to get too bulky exactly and it's like, mm-hmm. that's that's not what's going to happen I promise yeah. you like yeah like you only get big if you want to get big right if, like if you're if your nutrition is on point and you know your 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 training and stuff like that is on point you're taking care of yourself like pound for pound crossfit girls are easily like the yeah. healthiest and I'll flat out say it, some of the most attractive women in the world mm-hmm. because they take care of themselves. Right. You know, it's, and they're not ridiculously, you know, huge. They don't look like freaking, you know, that 220 pounds or anything right. like that. And you know what? Like they, they, yeah, that's a big one for me. And every time I get a girl to break the next level of weight loss, they feel like I'm gorging them. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool is they do start to see the weight weight start to reduce. They're like, "Oh my god, I'm eating more. I'm losing. I'm losing weight." Mm-hmm. That's number one. the The other thing to this is, I, I don't want to break their ego a little bit. You have to work out really hard to get that big. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. You, like you're not you don't you don't have the magic. I don't want to break your ego, but you don't have that magic body that's all of a sudden going to get bulky yeah. when you do a set of curls. You literally have to work really hard to get that strong and that big and you have to push a level of pain a lot of times that no one will even even visit right so no protein is not going to make you more bulky Mm -hmm. protein is probably going to make you more lose more weight and get the body that you need and perform the way you want to perform exactly it's going to help you with that lean muscle 100 percent the bulk yeah so number seven guys is proper warm-up Oh, sorry, that's number six. Yeah, proper warm up. Oh, yeah. It's, I can't stress it enough. You know, there was this ridiculous thing, you know, that went around for a while. You know, oh, do you see a lion warm up before it takes out a gazelle? Mm-hmm. No, but you're not a lion, dude. You're, <laughs> you're a 45 year old soccer dad. Yeah. Trust me, you need to warm up, pal. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't even have to do any, be anything mm-hmm. super crazy. All, like, if you want to, just take 10 or 15 minutes before the workout. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, go for a little jog. Mm-hmm. Get the, you know, get your core temperature up. Get the blood flowing. Mm-hmm. You know, prime the body. And then just take whatever movements you're going to do in the workout. Break them down into their core pieces. What muscles am I using mm-hmm. in these movements today? Okay, cool. So, I've got deadlifts. I should probably just do a few sets of good mornings. Right. You know, I've got squats. Okay, let's go through some Kang squats. Right. We'll let the warm the legs up. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's all, it's all really simple stuff. But just like with the recovery routine, it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, so people like they they don't really want to do it, and I, I get it. Sometimes yeah. they feel silly doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, but like look at some of our best athletes, like Husick. That dude comes in early every day. Mm-hmm. He's here 10, 15 minutes early for class, and he's off. He's got his lane set up, and he's doing his warm up. Right. Like, and he and he sticks around and he does his own cool down. Right. I have never once seen Husick just take off after a workout. Yeah. He goes for a walk. He sticks around for thirty minutes afterwards, yeah. and he has it timed. And he learned the hard way, guys. He'll <laughs> tell you. He never used to warm up until you actually get to see that. I believe it. And yeah, I mean, here's what here's what's cool about the body. The body is designed not to warm up. Mm-hmm. The problem is we have so much technology that 
that limited our range of motion. So if you sit in a chair for an hour, if you're driving for an hour, you're inactive for hours and hours out of the day, there are chances that your body is not completely activated to get the job done. Right, so when we do these warm ups and when you set your warm ups up, you're turning these muscles on that are not on. Because if you're not, if you're, if they're not on, you're only going to use the muscles that are on, and a lot of times they're moving into a direction that's only going to hurt the body. Okay, so instead of recovering your muscle groups that are built to actually do these amazing things, you're using your recovery to, to break a lot, like do all of the, the injuries that you've created. And it's just, it's counterproductive, right? So having a proper warm-up is so essential, right? Yeah, we're not lions. Some of them, there are guys that all they do is work out. And I think there's, to an extent, the warm-ups get shorter and shorter because they're constantly active, but they're not cooped up in a cage either, right? So um, if you're not one of those athletes, (laughs) warm-up, bro, right? Okay, so the last one I want to go over is uh, breathing, right? And uh, it's this is a low, again, low-hanging fruit. People don't understand this. The value of your breath and controlling it to a state where you're just relaxed, aka like meditation, can really bring your body into a state where it can actually start to recover, right? And I like to think about it this way. When your body is frightened and kind of in that, in that parasympathetic state mm-hmm. where it's just ready to just fight and flight your breath is hyperventilating it's up and down like crazy mm-hmm. and because you need to the heart needs to pump a lot it needs to push a lot of stuff into the muscle groups so it can fight mm-hmm. on the other side the sympathetic side the heart needs to slow down right and in order to do that you need to train your breath to slow down and when you start to do that your body gets into this systematic position mm-hmm. where it just starts to digest and rest. Mm-hmm. And no one does this, right? At the end of the night, just like you said, you were like, you know, I do a little meditation. Mm-hmm. You're getting into that sympathetic state. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I, think, I think especially when you bring up the word meditation, people just, they're immediately turned off because they think it's this huge time-consuming thing. Not at all. Not at all. It takes yeah. 20 minutes and it's the easiest thing in the world. Right, one minute. So, um, but yeah. So, guys, we wanted to round that up. Yeah, it's not. It's not ten minutes. No. It, it's not twenty minutes. Sometimes it could take three minutes. I have oh, yeah. I have cool down sessions that are two minutes. Mm-hmm. But dedicate something that's going to bring your heart rate down. It is a huge game changer for for recovery, guys. This was a little bit longer. We probably could have compressed it down a little bit, but we wanted to give you some recovery tools. Again, drink enough water. Get get a sleep ritual cool down appropriately after workouts use deload days when your days are you're broken down mm-hmm. number five get enough protein make sure you warm up and then breathe to cool down absolutely that's going to be your top seven key points for recovery mm-hmm. hope you guys hopefully you guys use some of that to consistently up level your game and uh, if you like, share, subscribe, comment. I'll see you guys soon. Be better. Peace.